Hello world and welcome to the Money, Life, and Limitless Possibilities podcast, where we help you build a bridge over roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. I am your host and head cheerleader, Rhonda J. Williams. Welcome back, friends and family. I hope this episode finds you prosperous and well. I wanted to take a moment before we dig in today and stop, reflect, and breathe. If you made it this far, press play. Then you read the title, Racism, Recessions, and Reinvention. As I struggled through this week, like many many human beings across this nation, I wondered, how should I respond? How should I show up? And how can I impact change? I use the word racism well, because let's be honest, this is where we are. And if I'm real honest, this is where we've been. It's not a new thing for me or anyone that looks like me. It may be new um, to see it played out so overtly to you, but it's definitely not a new thing. I use recessions because it speaks to the economic downturn. Um, ones in the past, ones we're facing now and, and ones we'll continue to face. And I use it here because more often than not, people that look like me are 10x affected by anything economical or anything negative that goes on in this nation. I use reinvention because when I struggle to think, how can I show up? How can I impact? I thought about reinvention. Right now, so many things have changed. So many things have been disrupted to me in a good way. Like we needed a wild disruption of business as usual in our nation. When I think about reinvention, I think about the changes that are coming forth. Changes in the way we do business, changes in the way we show up, changes in the way we interact, technology being at the forefront, innovation, creativity, you name it. As well, when I think about reinvention, I think about how, how do I reinvent myself, my heart, my mind, my mindset, and the work I do to be able to create impact on a higher level in the current climates. When I use the words challenge accepted, I'm doing just that for myself and I want to invite you to do the same. So again, challenge accepted is looking at what I have, who I am, the work I do, and seeing how can I move my perspective to be more intentional to make the connection to where we are and then have my work reflect on that. So you may already know that I help my clients build a bridge over their roadblocks in life and create keys to limitless possibilities. And now what that looks like for me is really being strategic and intentional. Like if you could see me, I'm like really using my hands to emphasize strategically and intentionally empowering people beyond where they are to a better po position in our economy, right? And to have to a more holistic place in our communities. 
So whenever I meet people, I often ask, it's kind of a game I play or a thing I do. (laughs) I will ask people, what would you be doing if you didn't have to work for money? And 99% of all people say something different than what they're currently doing. I bring that up because we are all supposed to be somewhere, right? Doing something to better this whole thing called life. And many of us are not there because of finances or choices or lack of knowledge or lack of access or lack of opportunity. Again, you'll often hear me say it's not just about a smart goal or a budget, right? And I felt like I could always see what was blocking a person. And one of the first steps to really removing these blocks is making a very strategic and very intentional connection. Connection to the steps that you're taking, the path that you're taking, really looking at looking at it fully making the connection to create the outcome that you desire. And I want to dig into some examples so I can really drive the point home. I started my journey, as I've shared, as a financial coach, and I went on to be an executive coach and trainer. My evolution wasn't exactly about a career ladder, but more about growing myself to be able to serve my audience and create impact on a higher level. Now, financial education, for some odd reason, is not taught in schools, which is bizarre because we are making financial decisions all day, every day. And then we expect someone to turn 18 and just be financially smart. It it doesn't work that way. Trust me. <laughs> um, so and many households are not having the conversation at the dinner table. It's just not a thing. So as an educator, I could see the value in providing the trusted financial information and resources, right? But guess what? If that was all that it took was some really amazing information, I would have been out of a job many, many years ago. So for many, there's a disconnect, right? There's a complete disconnect between the information and the ability to apply it to your life. And what I'm digging into today a disconnect between kind of that path that you take or the steps that you take to really getting the outcomes that you desire. People want more out of life and their finances, but the information did not always bring that lasting change or transformation or land them in the outcome that they desire. And this, my friends, is what landed me into personal and executive coaching. Many people needed help figuring out their path through the information, through the resources, through the peaks, through the valleys to be able to reach their goals and dreams. Most people needed help connecting the dots. Notice I'm using the word connection and connecting a lot. Yes, connecting those dots between your money and your life to create the outcomes you desire. And further to drive it home that there there was often not a lot of connection going on. When I would use the term financial coach, people felt money was completely separate topic, right? Like, oh, I'm going to work on a few things and then I'll come see you, Miss Money Lady. I can't tell you how many times I've been called Money Lady. (laughs) Okay, Miss Money Lady, that sounds amazing. I'll come talk to you when I get some money. Or I'll come talk to you, money lady, this. I'll come talk to you, money lady, that. Like, 
it went on and on and on. And I get it. Not everyone was ready to come and sit down and talk with me and have this money conversation. I tried my best not to take it personal. But one thing was clear. When we keep things separate in our minds, it can lead to us making decisions that don't yield the outcome we desire. A real-time example of this that I saw over and over and over as I work with clients that is really close to my heart is student loan debt. Or better, getting education and training that leads to absolutely nowhere but a student loan debt bill. Now, before anybody goes off on a tangent, I'm not saying that to not use a student loan to further your educational career. That is not what I'm saying at all. But over and over again, I work with clients and we would perhaps we would be reviewing a credit report and we could see all of this debt there. And the person I was talking to was, first of all, they did not finish the degree. Second of all, they weren't doing anything related to the degree. And they were just sitting there with this debt on their credit report. And everyone would literally say the same thing. If I knew then what I know now, I would have never, you should see my face right now. I would have never chosen this degree. I would have never gone to this school. I would have never, I would have never, I would have never. So how did so many people end up down the same road with the same outcome? Okay, so let's look at it from the front end for a moment. Every year, every year, graduates go off to college to further their education and training and basically go off and live their best life. That's the plan. And many will enroll in programs where the cost will far exceed you should see my face right now, far exceed um, any job that that career or education is ever going to yield or graduate and never be able to find any type of employment related to that particular degree, education or program. So picture it on the back end, you've got graduates coming out, sitting, looking at credit reports and student loan debt saying, if I knew then what I know now. And on the front end, you've got brand new, fresh, bright faces going off to college. I'm sure I'm doing my shoulders. I'm doing like a shimmy, just all excited. And again, ending, not being able to find careers or jobs or livable wages or anything in between. And this happens over and over, year by year, to the tune of $1.7 I'm looking at the debt, student loan debt clock right now. We're often just not making the connection. Not making the connection from the front end to the back end. No strategies being used. And tons of time, money, and energy are being wasted. And the wealth gap? It's a it's a bit more than a gap. It's more like a Grand Cane at this point, but it just makes it wider and wider as wider as more people fall into it because of this misconnection. And a lot of what we see playing out before us right now has everything to do with poverty, a lack of economic inclusion and a simple lack of access so for me, the challenge is to impact this gap, impact this disconnection. 
to help people better make the connection between their money, their choices, and their outcomes, to to very much strategically land on the other side of the wealth gap, to land in a better place financially, to land in better places in our communities. Now, when we make the choice to further our education or training, we're making that choice for a reason. Our intent is to land somewhere, is to gain employment, gain a career that's going to yield an income, that's going to yield a lifestyle, that's going to yield choices, that's going to allow us to reach the desires of our heart. Here are a few things to consider. Does the career I'm imagining after graduation currently exist? And how can I know for sure, right? We may go off. We may think, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, honestly, I'm not just talking to new 18 year old graduates. I'm also speaking to some adult learners who are returning to school or just going to school later in their life. So, again, the question is, does the career that I'm imagining. Remember, imagination is something that's happening in your head and might not actually be happening in the world. Right. So does that career that I'm imagining after graduation currently actually exist? And how could I know for sure? How can I connect the dots? Who can I talk to? Second thing to consider, will it yield the income and the lifestyle I am imagining? Right. And how can I know for sure? Now, when I think about the income, it may yield the income. But is it going to yield the lifestyle that I'm imagining? And it may take you to actually think that through. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a fancy lifestyle. It could be something simple, but you still want to think through whatever it is. Is it going to yield the income in the current market? Are there jobs? Are there careers for this particular program or degree or whatever you're seeking? And then how can I know for sure there is something amazing about asking questions (laughs) that yields really good information. So just reaching out to someone who is doing what you feel like you want to do ahead of time before you go in kind of asking some questions. Is this the path they took? Um, Is there another path? Here's the next one. Will the education or training I'm seeking be worth the cost that I will owe? And have to pay back at some point. I've said it once and I'll say it over and over again. Money is never just about the money. It's what's really at play is you, your life, your family, your dreams, your goals, your desires. Money is just a tool that is being used to help bring these things forth. So we must connect the dots. I want to share a second example, and it has to do with underemployment. As a financial coach, when I was on the ground working one-on-one with clients, sometimes I would go to different agencies and organizations to do workshops and share the financial coaching, and I'd give them an option to meet with me one-on-one. And sometimes one of the agencies I went to was serving underemployed or unemployed individuals. And I remember it was a tough crowd, 
right? Because they're unemployed or underemployed. So the whole money lady scene, I'm going to come see you later, money lady, that went on and on, like for real. So I remember I convinced a client who was very much underemployed to come and have a coaching session with me. He started out with his motivations, his values and goals. And family and giving back to his community were very high on his priorities. He wanted to be able to provide without working his life away, basically, and be able to spend quality time with his family and give back to his community. He knew without a doubt he needed more money. He just kind of didn't know where to go from there. One of the things we did was coach through what did more money actually mean or look like for him? How could he increase his income without costing him more time? Because remember, his time was important. And what resources or connections could help him explore this? So we started with a blank sheet of paper and a pen, as I do with lots of clients. And we started a brain dump, just kind of dumping out different ideas around those particular topics. Soon his eyes started to get a little lighter. Seems like his brain was buzzing with possible options to explore. I coached him through where did he want to start, what might be his priority, and what small step was he willing to take. Now, I started out writing his brain dump on the paper, and after a while, he was like, okay, underline this, okay, circle that one draw a line between this one and that one. I was like, okay, sir, wait a minute. (laughs) You take the pen and paper and you make it work. Long story short, he ended up contacting an old coworker and he ended up getting a better job with that connection, which gave him more income. And it was better for his time schedule as well. Once he got a little bit more freed up, he decided to use his gift of fixing cars to provide that service to veterans in need of transportation. And guess what? Wait for it. We didn't use a budget. We didn't use a spreadsheet or a calculator. And he walked away empowered, energized, and with a renewed hope. And here's my point. Now, more than ever ever, ever before. We have to be more strategic, more intentional to connect the dots, to kind of walk our decisions down, to look at every angle, to really think it through and ask a few more questions, to do everything in our power to make sure that we land well, that we land well on the other side of our decisions. Now, going back to the beginning, I was going to name this self-empowerment, the new normal, because it's clear. It actually has been clear. It's just that the current events that we're seeing played out are bringing it home now more than ever before. We cannot look necessarily outside ourselves or to government or to whatever to empower us, to fix everything, to answer everything. Now, with that, Obviously, I know that there's tons of things that need to be fixed (laughs) that are out of our power. But as much as we can do to empower ourselves, to make smarter decisions, to connect dots, to just be more strategic, the better. So if you look like me or you know someone that looks like me 
or you love someone that looks like me or you're raising someone that looks like me, we must be more strategic. And my challenge to myself is to work to impact these two areas that I shared under employment and education and training that leads to non-viable income. Let me say that again. Education and training that leads to non-viable income. And if you are in position or posture or influence this area, I challenge you to join me. That's our time, friends. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a little vulnerable this week and share my heart concerning everything that is going on. Be sure to join me next week as I'll be having another member of my Money Magic Circle of Friends. And we're going to talk about that wealth is more than about money and how a major part of true wealth is having control of your time. And remember, if you've got questions, I've got answers. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Rhonda on a Mission, R-H-O-N-D-A on a Mission. As well, I invite you to connect with me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rhonda on a Mission and LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash Rhonda on a Mission. Again, thanks for joining. Until next time, friends, be happy, be joyful, and be free.